Hey everyone, you're tuned into InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. Join us as we talk about anything and everything. All the stuff that makes life interesting. So let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy. And this episode we're going to be talking about The Office. Yes, The Office, which I just re-binged on Netflix. And not The Office that you know you go to when you go to work, but it's the one, the television program, the series. How many How many uh, uh, seasons are there? Again? Nine. Nine seasons. Nine seasons. So it's the, uh, the American version that we... Yeah. recently watched on Netflix, and that's what this episode is about. I have to say I am quite partial, though, to the UK version, because it's the first version I saw, and it blew my mind. Ricky Gervais is just, I don't know, he's the worst boss, but the best boss. Oh, yeah. Steve Carell did this, did a good good job as well, though. You I, just, know? I love that British dry humor. Yeah, it's I know. Truly I know. great. But we're going to get right into this, because this is a uh, rapid-fire episode so that means we're going to do a lot of facts uh 26 26. rapid fire facts about the office so i I, that means that i can't i can't like you know you know lead us astray with like all these right but you can we'll jump in maybe here and there with some trivia oh yes i i have some trivia prepared for you right so our listeners can play along that's right yeah all right number one the phrase that's what she said was said 58 times 58 throughout the series, times. mostly by Michael Scott. And it was even said in the very last episode. Do you oh, remember that? It? Yeah, do you remember when... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, when Michael yeah. makes his reappearance. Yeah, when he makes his reappearance. I think it's just one of the first things he says when he reappears is that's what she said. You know what's interesting is I actually said that's what she said. I remember that joke and I remember it oh, being yeah. around. I think it was long before I even watched The Office. Oh, yeah, big time. Me too as well, for sure. So, uh, that, that's been an ongoing thing for the longest time, but they really redefined it in a very uh, sexist way on that show. I find you so know? many things about oh that show goodness. that are just you know completely politically oh, incorrect and we should inappropriate. But it's we should tell the story about our little guy. He 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 caught like The Office. We watch it every once in a while. We like he doesn't sit down and watch full episodes, but he he's six years old, Huxley. Anyways, he was watching it and he became enamored with Michael. And he he wanted a tie. Right. So we got him a tie. He wanted a necktie. Not a bow tie like Andy's. A necktie like Michael's. He actually said that. Not a bow tie like Andy. But anyway, or or did he? I don't know. I'm just making that up. But it's Uh, funny. Rapid fire fact number two. Two, two, This is about Pam and Jim. So right after uh, John Krasinski, who played Jim, after he found out he was going to be cast... In the show? Yeah. His first question to the casting director was, did Jenna Fisher get the part? Uh, and of course, Jenna Fisher is the actress who played Pam. And then when Jenna got the news that she'd been cast as Pam, she immediately asked whether Krasinski no. had been cast as Jim. So, Did they ever actually get together? Do you, do you know? Like, have they ever been in a relationship, the two of them? Not anything I'd read about, but yeah. I think that they had good chemistry and just oh, on, they did. on screen. Oh, definitely. I, you know, so they were excited to work together. Number three, they had to keep the temperature on the set cold at like around 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Really? And the reason they had to do that was because Steve Carell has very active sweat glands. He has a condition where he can sweat profusely and it would ruin a shot. So the rest of the crew had to freeze freeze. a bit. Wow, uh, eventually Who knew that they, about uh, Steve Carell? <laughs> eventually they uh, they splurged and got some space heaters for the rest of the cast. 
That is so funny. So Who I actually that? read that in a few different locations. As with most of these, I usually try to, to you know, do the research, read, read a few different articles yeah. to get get the facts put together. And because um, he was sweating pretty good during that episode when they were doing the marathon. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> he was because he was outside running, I guess. Number four, the computers that were on the set actually were hooked up to the internet. So they all had internet access. So the cast said that between the takes, they could surf the internet or check their email. Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah. It's like, uh, who was it that um, was always playing solitaire? I think everybody did, really. But yes. I saw Phyllis. I saw it was up on her screen. Yes, Meredith had it on Meredith, her screen, I right. think. Yeah. Uh, Creed, Creed, I think, too. Mm. Number five. So this is just around Jim and Ryan. So Ryan was played by... B.J. Novak. Yes. And uh, so he and John Krasinski, who played Jim, yeah. actually went to the same high school and graduated in the same year, oh, 1997. And they were even on the same Little League baseball team. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Wow, you did some pretty good research here. That's so awesome. That's I, there's no end to the things you can learn about this program, though, I imagine. That's true. Nine seasons, there's a, a lot of yeah. information out there. Do you remember in the very, in the opening sequence, they're highlighting a document? Yeah, I do. They sort of just, you know, as the music's playing and they're doing yeah. the opening. Uh, the document that they're actually highlighting is, uh, apparently it's the Los Angeles Municipal Code section 12.22. Anyways, it's just, they must have <laughs> just grabbed some random document. And that's what's playing, that's what they're highlighting during the opening theme song. That's weird. Why, like, why that? I guess just... I guess I they know. just needed something, eh? Yeah, they probably yeah, and probably someone just zoomed in on it's it funny at some because, point and, and saw what it was. Well, they, that's funny because that's it's very similar to the Simpsons when they drag uh, the baby across the uh, scanner at the supermarket. There's something that flashes up on the cash register. Yes, and it's a number. I forget the whole details about this, but like, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. maybe they did it in as a nod to. Be more that. interesting with more details. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, you know, any any listener of the uh, podcast knows that I I prepare nothing. <laughs> nothing. That's why I love you. Yep. Number seven, Rain Wilson, who's the actor who plays Dwight, actually originally auditioned for the role of Michael Scott. This one I did know. Somehow I read that somewhere. Or maybe you told me this a few days ago. I just ago. can't even picture him in that role. But I mean, I guess after you, you get used to them in, their, in the roles that they're cast in over nine seasons, you can't picture them in any other role. Yeah. And hmm. uh, number eight. He's one eight, of my favorite characters. Seth Rogen actually auditioned for the role of Dwight. Oh, really? Yes. For Dwight? Yes. Oh, interesting. I wonder how he would have done that. Like he would have been way too slacker, you know? Dwight was the perfect character for that. Yes, he was her, uptight Rain a little Wilson bit. Rain Wilson was perfect he, guy uh, for yes. that character. Yeah. He's a very interesting person in real life, too. I listened to a podcast where he's on. Very spiritual. Really? Not, not at all what you would think based on the character he plays on The Office. Really? He's very religious. Interesting. No, not necessarily religious, but, oh, but spiritual. I thought, and, what, I thought that's what you meant. But anyway, okay. Um, dun, dun, dun. What number are we on? We are on number nine. Number nine. I don't know if you remember uh, after Cece was born. That's Pam and Jim's yeah, daughter. I do remember when that happened. And they're still in the hospital and Pam was having trouble breastfeeding. Yes. And she had a lactation consultant that came in. Yes. Um, it was actually played by Lee Kirk, who just happens to be her real life husband. 
Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I so didn't know it was that. that's Pam's uh, real life husband. That's I didn't who really played pay the lactation, attention to, to the who that was. Consultant. Yeah. That Is that the guy that does Jim become jealous of him? Yes, because, he feels a little oh, awkward because okay. he's over there right. helping her with yeah, the yeah. setup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the two of them actually they got married in 2010 and they have two kids together. Isn't that funny? Uh number 10. Do you remember the episode where Dwight sitting on a fitness ball and using using it as a chair at his desk? Yes, I do. Right? So yeah. he's kind of rolling around on the ball. Yeah. And uh do you remember what Jim does to it? Doesn't he pop it? Yeah. yeah. So he actually, so he, he, he stabs it and apparently he thought, John Krasinski thought it would slowly deflate. <laughs> but it just blew up. So I guess when it, it actually, when it made the huge pop, you can see him. And I want to rewatch that episode because apparently he immediately starts laughing and he tries to duck out of the frame. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just because he, it was completely unexpected. They didn't expect it to pop the way it did and for Dwight to fall straight to the floor. <laughs> That's so funny though. That's a good episode actually. The dynamic between those two is just, is golden. Just the practical jokes. It's funny because in the very beginning of the series, you really think that perhaps they don't like one another. Like, you know, like, Oh yeah. It's definitely a slow build they to become a friendship. Best, best friends. Like, but it's, it's not so until cool. the very end. And, no. it, and it goes back and forth a, a, a bit over the seasons yeah. and they do a great job of yeah, walking that line. And the same line that they walk with Jim and Pam, you know, like the whole love story growing and stuff. If you haven't seen it, wow, there's a lot of spoilers. Sorry. That's right. Well, I doubt anyone's listening if they haven't seen it. Are there still people out there who haven't seen The Office? Who are these people? Uh, number 11. This is around Jim's hair. So John Krasinski, who played mm-hmm. Jim, uh, actually had to cut his hair for a movie role in a movie called Leatherheads. He played okay. a 1920s football player. Mm-hmm. So that role when he was filming happened to overlap with the filming of uh the second half of season three of the office so he wore a wig he wore a wig in the office i would never have known that no although i i do i did recall his hair looking a little oh it does look yeah a little different less shaggy a little less shaggy and i thought it just because it was a progression of the character becoming more polished more professional as he got older and because when they do that video at the end and they do all the flashbacks and stuff like his hair styles are different but like it it seems natural they did a good job season three you'd really think that it was uh, the marvels of hollywood there you go Uh, 12. Mm-hmm. 12, 12 of 24. of our rapid fire facts. Steve Carell actually only watched a few minutes of the original British version of the show because he didn't want his performance to be too heavily influenced by Ricky. Wow. Yes. Because I, I have noticed some similarities between his performance and Ricky's. Ricky Gervais. Yes. Like I, he, they do some things very, very similarly. And it's interesting that he didn't even watch it, yet he did the exact same things at points, you know? Like usually with his like reactions to certain characters and stuff and the faces that he makes, like Ricky Gervais made the same face, I felt anyway. Apparently the first season was the closest to the British one. And, yeah. you know, and that could, very much could have come to from the directing yeah. that the cast was given. Yeah. Um, even yeah. without having seen the series, he may have been directed in a certain way. Yeah, that's now, interesting. John, John, on another note, just with as an aside, John Krasinski, when he was auditioning for the part of Jim, he actually thought he botched the whole audition because he mentioned during it that he thought uh, there was a big risk that they would 
that the American version would never live up to the British version oh. and sort of made that comment to the producers. And But thought, they probably really liked it because they liked the challenge, right? Yeah, they gave him the part. Well, he's perfect for the part, too. I, honestly, that that show is, like, excellently casted, you know, down from, like, you know, Phyllis to Meredith, like, the cast, whoever they chose. Oh, I know. They all fit amazing. perfectly. And I think when you watch a series for that length of time, over nine seasons or, you know, that many years, you really start to see the actors as yeah, the characters that they play. That's exactly it. Like, Creed, for example, like, his character... Kind of never really swayed from being really quirky and odd, but he, you know, he de- developed as well. You know, all of them did. It's really interesting. And it becomes, I think, especially difficult for actors in those lengthy series roles to break out of it and not be typecast and to go yeah. into other roles. But a lot of them did it quite successfully. Yeah, right away. Like, we'll look at Steve Carell's movie career and yes. Jim Krasinski. Like he, or is that his name, Jim? Yeah, or, well, John Krasinski, John. who oh, plays yeah, see, Jim. Yeah, you get so caught up in the character. Anyway. Uh, the number 13, lucky number 13. So this is another one where a spouse makes an appearance. Mm. Nancy Carell, who's Steve's wife. Oh, and, yeah, I know. Played the part of Carol. Carol. Who was uh, Michael's realtor girlfriend. Isn't she wasn't in very funny. long, uh, but she, uh, yeah, so she was the... He, he falls madly in love with Carol and has a really hard time, like, when they break up, doesn't he? If I remember well, correctly. I think he proposes to her a little prematurely. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, Spoiler! Uh, I think, I, I, w- I want to rewatch some of the scenes, now that I know that they, yeah. that, that is his wife, I want to rewatch some of the scenes together to see if the chemistry is... I just thought of something, we should watch the bloopers. Oh, yeah. You can watch the bloopers for each season. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. We're on YouTube? On YouTube, or if you get them on DVD, oh, I'm I love sure that bloopers. they'd be on. There's really nothing I know better you do. in life than bloopers. Every once in a while, Amy and I will just, like, lay in bed watching these blooper reels on YouTube of, like, news bloopers, and, man, they're so funny. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They are. That's one of our things. <laughs> That's exciting. A little peek into our... Yeah. <laughs> what makes us laugh. Um... Number 14, this is around Pam and Angela, who are like arch enemies on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. But in real life, they're actually best friends. Yeah, they have a podcast uh, together. Do they? Yeah, they do. They have a podcast together. I didn't know that. But I didn't. uh, Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam, is actually the godmother for Angela's uh, daughter. Oh, wow. That's so cool. That's how close they are. I imagine everybody on that show got close. And if you didn't if you didn't like somebody, it would have been a big problem because you're there with them a lot. I know. Can anyway. you imagine you hated somebody and had a well, I guess I mean it happens. Uh, they make enough money that it probably makes it worth it to show up oh, for work. Oh, big time. I wonder how much they make. Did you ever find that out? Per I didn't episode? look that one okay. up. Uh, number 15. There's a diploma behind Michael's desk that you mm-hmm. can see in a lot of shots when they're sort of interviewing him in his office. Yeah. It's not actually a diploma. It's a certificate of authenticity that he's the proud o- owner of a uh, quality uh, Seiko timepiece. What? A, a, you know, like a watch? A watch? Yeah. Oh, isn't that Just funny? Just an authenticity I certificate. I didn't know that. That's so funny. You really got to pay attention. Oh, did we, did we ever figure out exactly what that sticker is? The yellow sticker, Frogger 101? Yes. Okay, that's coming up then. We will we will okay. get to that Sorry. one. Sorry. 
Uh, so number six, that, that was me. I listeners, you can't see it, but I gave Jeff like the death stare of trying to mess up my numbered list. Yeah. Yeah. The death stare. (laughs) So if I have to jump ahead and then I have to renumber them all in my head, it's just, it's a recipe for chaos. I'll just drink my wine. (laughs) (laughs) Number 16 is, uh, around the kiss that do you, there was an episode and it was called the gay witch hunt where Mm, Steve Carell gives a kiss to Oscar. Oh, I did see that right? one. Yeah. So Michael kisses Oscar in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently that was improvised. Oh, really? So he was supposed to just give Oscar a hug. Oh, go but away. But then he went, he went for the kiss. So apparently the reaction you saw in, <laughs> in the episode is 100% real. They went with that take. He just improvised and just went in for a kiss. Oh, man, that's so hilarious. <laughs> and it. I remember that scene vividly. It was hilarious. We are watching funny. the bloopers after we record this podcast. Yes. Yes, good call. Uh, number 17 is also around a kiss. When Jim first kisses Pam, it's actually John Krasinski's first on-screen kiss ever. Oh, wow. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And, and also as an aside, when he does the proposal to her... If you remember, it's in front of a rest stop in the rain. That's yes. apparently the most expensive shot in the entire series. Apparently, it cost them like a quarter of a million dollars to shoot that what? one scene. They built the they built the rest stop like they did like a replica of the rest stop. What? I don't know why. why. I don't know why they yeah, did that. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> um, but huh. yeah, it's funny because when you were as as viewers when we're watching it, it, all, it just seems like oh they just found this like spot this. I setting. don't know. Yeah, so I don't and know if they, they needed just, a more controlled environment, and they hmm. they, they needed s- the romantic moment, and they they caught it for sure. That was a that was a feels seems moment. Seems a little excessive though. To, but I mean, I, I, it does given how much money the show makes. Probably two hundred fifty thousand on a shot <clears> isn't that big a deal. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Number eighteen, David Wallace. Do you remember the character David? Wallace? I do remember David Wallace. Yes. So he's actually named after David Foster Wallace, oh, the writer. Oh no way! And because uh, I have one of his books, Michael Schur, who is one of the uh, show's writers and producers, is and he also plays that. Uh, Michael also plays Moe's. Um, is a huge fan of David Foster Wallace, so he decided to name the character David Wallace. Oh, isn't that awesome? I wonder if it was around the time that you know uh, David Foster Wallace passed away. Like that they that as a tribute perhaps. That oh, they I don't did know. It. I don't know what I'll the timing that of that was I don't when know he came either. in because he he came in in later episodes. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, but not that too far. Not mm. too far in. Interesting. Number nineteen is uh, just around. There was a, a a spinoff. They were going to do a spinoff called The Farm, with uh, a focus. It would be all around Dwight. So, and it was shot as a pilot. But it didn't test very well, so NBC oh. decided not to pick it up. Really, a spinoff? So there's the a farm. whole online debate. I read through a, a little uh, Reddit thing or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. Our, yeah, it was on Reddit, and it was around the idea that, and in the uh, like near the end of the series, it comes out that Angela tells Dwight that this her son Philip yeah. is actually that he's the father. Yeah. And so the question I had was, well, you know, in earlier episodes they did a DNA test. Yeah, Dwight had stolen a diaper. Yeah, uh, that's of right. Phillips and had it tested, and the DNA test had come back and said Dwight wasn't the father. So there's a big discussion on it. People speculated mm. that what happened was he grabbed the wrong diaper. Yeah, 
Well, what the government happened, was some kind of explanation There was a bunch of, uh, what it was, was like that he did an, a family photo day at the office so that he could I remember this. get Angela yeah. to bring the baby in so he could yeah. find a way to do the DNA testing. So there's speculation that maybe Pam and Jim's baby's diaper got mixed up, got mixed up the, and he grabbed that. Yeah. But then other people say that, um, you know, the reason initially it, he wasn't going to be the father was to make this spinoff work. Oh, I and see. And then when that didn't get picked up, then they circled back and decided that they would make him the father. So, so the pilot was, has never been seen by the public, right? No, as no. far as I know. Yeah. I mean, it may be out there circulating somewhere, but apparently it just didn't test right. well enough to even be aired. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, number 20, the ring that Pam got as her engagement ring. She yeah. actually kept. Oh, really? She, yeah. that was, she like was allowed to keep it. After oh, wow. the show wrapped, she kept her engagement ring. Oh, uh, that's really cool. I wonder, like, you know, how authentic the ring itself was. Was it just like a full-on prop or? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. But regardless, I'm sure they took, every one of them probably took something away from there. Oh, yeah. It's probably I imagine Steve Carell has the world's greatest dad or, or boss, rather. Oh, yeah, remember? the mug. Yeah. That's great. Uh Fact number 21, during the writer's strike in 2007, um, it's reported that Steve Carell called in sick uh, with a case of enlarged balls <laughs> um, <laughs> because he basically didn't want to, he wanted to support the writers in their oh, strike. Yeah. And of course, without him on set, he knew that the production, uh, it would have to go on hold. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good for him. Uh, number 22, this is around the vending machine in the break room. Oh yeah. Which you see a lot of. I noticed that the, I don't know if it has to do with this, but just let me quickly say that like, I noticed that all of the junk food that's in there doesn't have any, none of it has any like actual like brand names. Well, it's actually, uh, so it's filled with, um, hers, H H E R R apostrophe yeah. S brand potato chips. And that's actually a brand out of Pennsylvania. So it's quite a oh. attention to detail because they filmed the show in LA, but they filled, they oh. filled the vending machine with hers, oh, uh, isn't that hers brand. Uh, so they did have a brand. Like and a if you look at the chocolate brand. bars really closely, apparently they're called hearsays because hearsays. they didn't have the right to use Hershey's. They didn't oh. have the rights for Hershey's on the show, so they're, <laughs> they named the chocolate bars Hershey's. That is awesome. Wow, you really you really dug up some nuggets, honey. Good job. Thanks. Yeah. Good to be appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number 23 is around Toby. So the character of uh, Toby, Toby Flenderson, it was meant to only be like a one-time appearance. Oh. But Paul Lieberstein, who, uh, who actually didn't even consider himself an actor, um, when he played the role, NBC president Kevin Riley saw the episode and said he was like awesome and needed to be featured in more episodes. So oh, no. That's way. how Toby got his recurring role. <laughs> how would that feel as a non actor to be to, for somebody like that to say, You're brilliant? I, I mean, know. It probably happens every day, but still. And for the NBC president, he just could be like, I'm going yeah. to make your whole career. He is a really interesting character, though. Like, he is. He's very... He just takes it. He just, you want to love him, but they make all of the characters hate him. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. And, so, you know, for no reason whatsoever. They're always rooting for him. And he does, He does like, in the in the uh, sense of bullying, he does get bold, bullied, I think. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Number 24 is around Phyllis. So Phyllis Smith is her real name, and she plays Phyllis Lappin. Yeah. Who's the character. So uh, she was actually just a casting associate 
on the show. Oh, she wasn't but an she, actress either. No, she impressed the producer so much that they created the character of Phyllis Lappin for oh, her. Oh, that's great. And just a, another, as another aside, before she was uh, acting, she was actually an NFL cheerleader and then also a burlesque dancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. So those were her careers. And uh, Angela worked as a phone operator for 1-800-DENTIST when she got her role. What? So can you imagine, you know, they're all, a lot of them were struggling, you know, actors and actresses uh, be, just before they were cast in the office. Oh, who would have known? That's interesting. Uh, number 25, when, I don't know if you remember when Meredith gets hit by Michael with his car. I do remember that And she that has one. a cast. Yes, I do remember that. On her pelvic region. And Jim signs it. He actually doesn't sign it Jim Halpert. He signs it John Krasinski. Oh, no he way. He signs it with his real name. I wonder if that was an accident or an intentional thing. I don't know. Hmm. I bet you it was probably an accident because yeah. you probably by... Because you write you, your name. You, yeah, you would write yeah. your name. And then last but not least, number 26 is around your beloved froggy sticker yes so froggy 101 it's a radio station is right it not? it's number yeah. it's the number one country and western radio station in scranton pennsylvania so the bumper sticker is said to be seen in uh, several episodes sort of as an easter egg you know so yeah. you can see it there um it's uh it, they even move it around including like at the telemarketing company you remember oh, when michael had like yeah. the night gig when he was trying to make yeah. enough money for him and jan yeah um he yeah, apparently it's there. Apparently it was at the tattoo parlor when Andy gets the tattoo on his oh, butt. Oh, okay. And uh, even in the bar scene during a, uh, the bar scene during Threat Level Midnight, oh, they show that oh, in no Michael's way. movie Threat Level Midnight. That's right. Level there. Midnight. So if you are rewatching episodes, keep an eye out for Froggy One Hundred and One because it makes several appearances. I remember that. I love that thinking, stuff. I love yeah. those little hidden Easter gems eggs in a and show. stuff. All right, time for some office oh, yes. trivia. What do you think? You ready? You ready? Probably not, but let's give it a go anyway. All right. I'll have a little drink and we'll see how okay. it goes. What gift did Angela give Creed in Classy Christmas, which aired in December 2010? Was it a kitty calendar, a multi-pack of underarm deodorant, two tickets to see the band Creed perform, or a $20 gift certificate to the Scranton Skillet? Which one was it? Scranton Skillet. Uh, no, that was incorrect. It was the... Kitty calendar? No, it was uh, a multi-pack of underarm deodorant. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gee. I know. I didn't get it on first or second guess. Okay, I know you didn't, actually. <laughs> you should have gotten that one. In the second season, Michael treats the office staff to a booze cruise in freezing January weather so he can perform motivational speaking. When Michael becomes frustrated that nobody is listening to him, what false allegation does he exclaim to get everyone's attention? The sky is falling, Dwight fell overboard, the booze is gone, or the ship is sinking. This one I know because I remember them all in life jackets. The ship is sinking. Correct. The ship is sinking. Very good. Next. The next one is, who was the only character to successfully run barefoot across hot coals in beach games? Oh, a third, Pam. A third season episode. Well, you got to let me finish the question oh, because sorry, other listeners. people are playing along. I'm honey. sorry. <laughs> That's an easy one, though. Everybody remembers Where Michael Pam. takes the office gang to Lake Scranton. <laughs> Pam. I think Pam is correct. Yes. Did she actually run across the coals, though? I want to know oh, that. Oh, I doubt it. Oh, come on. The liability, I can't imagine. I suppose. 
Okay, what ringtone song repeatedly played on Andy's cell phone when Jim hit it in the ceiling on the office? Another brick on the wall, A675309. Can't touch this or Rockin' Robin? Rockin' Robin. Correct. Rockin' Robin is correct. Yes. Good job. Okay. <laughs> what was the name of Angela's cat or sick cat that Dwight killed? Oh. Angel Tail, Sprinkles, Mr. Long Whiskers, or Princess Puss? I wouldn't have got this without the multiple choice, but it's Sprinkles. It's Sprinkles. Yeah, I even remembered that one. And I didn't even watch every episode with you. She went on about Sprinkles quite a bit. She did. Pam once participated in an art exhibit, which went badly. As she was leaving, Michael showed up and bought her drawing of the office building. What medium did Pam use to create this masterpiece? Oil paint, pen and ink, charcoal, or crayons? Oh, I feel like it was charcoal. Charcoal? I think you're right. Oh, incorrect. No, it was... What was it? Uh... Something other than charcoal. Crayons. Oh, I it guess it had crayons. color, didn't it? Yeah. She did it with crayons? Yep. When Andy was invited, <laughs> inviting everyone at the office to see him perform in the live show Sweeney Todd, Dwight declined by saying, I'll be busy washing my hair, or the beets are ripe at Shroot Farms, the beets wait for no man, or last time I went to the theater, a man dressed as a cat sat on my lap, or... It is illogical to observe humans attempt to dance and sing with merriment. That sounds more like them, actually. I'm going to go with wash my hair. <laughs> All right. And that is incorrect. The correct answer is I'll be, or uh, sorry, uh, last time I went to the theater, a man dressed as a cat sat on my lap. Was, oh. his, was his reason for not going. That was quite specific. I should have guessed that one. It's Probably true. time for one more. One more. When Dwight was brutally pummeling Jim with snowballs indoors, he warned Jim that he had a blank for everybody in the office. Snow cone, bottle of beet juice, pen, or wig? Bottle of beet juice. Bottle of beet juice is incorrect. A wig. He had a wig for everyone. So yeah, that concludes the office trivia and this office podcast thank you so much for listening to InfoQuench, everybody yes and remember you can catch up on uh, the office if you want to re-binge or watch it for the first time and you just listen to this entire episode not knowing what we were talking about catch it on netflix watch the bloopers maybe okay yes. see you see you later everybody bye-bye bye-bye Thanks for listening. And remember, you can catch up on past episodes at InfoQuench.com. Or just about anywhere else you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And help spread the word about InfoQuench. Till Til next, next time. time.